The Persistent and Nasty podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. As a feminist, do you call yourself an actress or actor? And let's talk about jealousy and the womanizer. Shout out to the women who are nasty and persistent in this collaboration with the 98%. No, you have not come to the wrong podcast today. We are over the moon to be doing a collab with the amazing 98% podcast. And not only that, the beautiful Katie and Alexa only went and wrote us a theme tune. For those of you who listen to the 98%, you'll know that every episode they have a different opening song and they have written one for us and we are literally loving it. Hello, you gorgeous lot, and welcome to another persistent and nasty podcast. Elaine here. How the hell are we all doing? Wow, what a week, what a week. I really don't know where to start. I mean, obviously, many things have happened this week. There's a possible vaccine, uh, 90% success rate. Um, Scotland are... um, into the Euros for the first time in 22 years. I know for most of you that's not a big deal, but for me, as someone who's been supporting them since they were eight, that's a really huge deal. I want to quickly add a wee change there. As was pointed out to me by our lovely friend and supporter, Kirsty Miller, and I did know this, I just got very carried away in the moment of last night. It's the first time that the male Scotland football team have made it to a championship. The women, obviously, have already done that just wanted to clarify and um oh yeah the the orange one uh is no longer well he will no longer be president of the united states come january well done to kamala we love a persistent woman anyways um Honestly, today's episode is, we've been trying to organise this for about a year and we have managed to get our diaries. This was about, we recorded this about a month ago. Um, uh, So, oh yeah, our Chancellor had obviously just made the comments the day before, you know, that we should all probably think about retraining, etc. And uh, it's when everybody was doing the test to see what their other options were if you work in the arts um so it's this it's really good fun a couple of things sound wise um katie um goes out a couple of times just with her broadband and it's a little crackly i did my best i really hope that it sounds okay um and there's one moment where alexa cuts out but again i think i've sorted that as best i can she says hoping so as always, we still have our amazing sponsors. So we edition are offering our listeners 25% off. If you type in nasty25 at checkout, you'll receive 25% off your monthly subscription. Backstage, the offer is still running for actors for 12 months free subscription to backstage. Just follow the link in the episode description. And for casting directors, persistent and nasty at checkout for free castings. I think that's really all I need to say today. Oh yeah, social meds. Silly me. Twitter, 
at Persistent Nasty, Instagram at Persistent and Nasty, Facebook Persistent and Nasty, send us a wee email persistentandnasty at gmail.com and as always and it really does make such a huge difference if you can like, subscribe, comment, comments are really fabulous, review us, give us a wee, give us a wee five stars guys, go for it, you know you want to, um, I need to stop saying guys, it's such a Scottish thing, people, peeps, folks, chickadees, who knows, can everybody tell I've had a few drinks this evening, I'm recording the intro this e- the night before the podcast goes out, so you know, happy days, uh, and I'm now just rambling, <laughs> um, yes, but please do like, subscribe, download, and leave a review, it really does make all the difference for the podcast, and it gets us on those algorithms that we need to be on, I would say for today's episode, definitely some alcohol if you can, if it's not like early in the morning and you're driving, maybe a wee Prosecco, a gin, not that I drink gin, um, rum, beer, wine, or as always, just a wee cup of tea. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the persistent and nasty girls with the 98%. No, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased that you recognise that. Yeah. Yeah. We think I'm you're amazing. Bits. I think it's the most iconic crossover in podcast history, quite frankly. <laughs> I think it is. Me too. That. I mean... <laughs> what's not to love about it yeah absolutely I like hearing because I'm so used to hearing North American accents now everywhere it's nice to hear the Scots yeah and the Welsh thank you and well yeah I mean I hear from you every day thankfully talking about that Alexa what time is it for you right now it's 20 past 12 in the afternoon oh that's okay okay yeah well you're eight hours behind Thursday I do a, a full Thursday of editing again. Oh, my. <laughs> I feel you last Friday because um, we've been doing coffee mornings throughout lockdown. So, like, Amazing. just keep everybody in the community's spirits up and all that. And we've been doing it now for six months. And last Friday morning, we started the coffee morning late because I had had a fucking nightmare where I thought I'd lost the podcast that was supposed to go out that day and I was crying, my period was coming, I was just like, this is not how I planned my Friday, it was, uh, and I just got into the coffee morning and I was like, guys, I thought I'd lost the podcast, but it's fine, it's not fine, can I start drinking now? This was what I sent Katie a video like of me almost crying. Look what happened. Like, anyway, it was not a great anyway. interview. Anyway, all is well. I'm sorry, I've just oh. noticed by the way, I'm um Miss Allen Oh, and this is my teaching account. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hi, Miss. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Miss Ellen, um, Miss Ellen. Well, Katie and Alexa, welcome to the Persistent and Nasty podcast. Thank you. Ninety eight percent. Meet the Persistent and Nasty. As we've already discussed, Louise. Which one of you is persistent and which one of you is nasty? I think we're all nasty and pretty <laughs> persistent. Yeah, so, so are we. Yeah, I think we are. Um, yes, um, it's a Thursday evening. Thursday uh, early afternoon for Alexa as she is a uh, in Vancouver, literally my favorite city in the world. Like I oh, would yay. move in a heartbeat. 
Yes, do. And I'm slowly, I'm slowly bringing my friends over. I've got one friend that's already cut my sister-in-law moved, then one of my friends. And I've got another friend coming to visit that like she wants to move one day. I'm like, yes. Just keep bringing them in. Yeah. Bring them in. Um, we are, yeah, super excited to have you guys. I think probably the simplest thing. Why did you start your podcast? Go on, Alexa. You can feel this one. Um, well, it was actually my first year in Vancouver in 2017, and I had a great summer. And then for those who don't know, Vancouver is also known as Rain-Couver. So na- about now the rain starts to come and it, 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 it's like England, but it really does rain. And I was living in this room in this Glasgow. house. Um, and I just, I was working as a wait, as a waiter and I was, I looking back now, I think I was a bit depressed. Like I was sleeping till one, two in the afternoon, waking up, eating, going to work, coming home midnight, watching Netflix, going to sleep, doing it all over again. And I was getting auditions here and there, but my fiance, my now husband, Will was back in the UK. And I was listening to podcasts with actors as you do to like keep me going. And I realized one day that I actually feel worse listening to these podcasts because it's all actors talking about, oh yeah, one time I went three months without a job and it was just really difficult. And at that point I was like, try three years without a job or like try three months without even an audition. And it's this thing of, you feel like that when you think that certain way about things that are supposed to make us feel better, you're a bitter actor. And I was thinking, I can't be the only person that feels like this. So at this point, Katie and I were just acquaintances. We exchanged numbers at a commercial casting where we met. And I knew that because she wasn't really a friend yet, that she would be honest with me about this idea. So At first, I just had an idea of just me doing a podcast, interviewing my friends and other actors about what life is really like as an actor, not someone who is now really famous, but was struggling before, because I felt like there's there was no legitimacy in people like me sharing our stories while we're knee deep in the hard times. So I messaged Katie. I was like, what do you think? I think the voice note was like six minutes long. And I was like, what do you think about this idea? And she said, I think it's a great idea. And also at this time, I was listening to my favorite murder, which Katie and I then both discovered we love my both love that podcast. And what I love about Karen true, and Georgia. True crime fans. Yes. True crime fans. Yes. Um, what I love about Karen and Georgia, and you probably agree, is they started the podcast not really knowing each other very well. So as they became best friends, the listeners felt like we were being friends with them as well because we were learning about we were learning about them as they were learning about each other so I just put it to Katie I was like I know you don't really know me very well but do you want to co-host like you're clearly very funny we have we get on well and um Katie was also writing for Spotlight at the time like blog posts so I knew that she had stuff that she felt passionate about and thank god she said yes yeah <laughs> And then I wrote a little theme tune and then we met up on my floor with my cat and we had a little chat and that was that really, wasn't it, mate? Yeah, so I came back from Canada in November and then we talked about it and then I remember sitting in the Starbucks by... Like no, before that, we went to Honest Burger and I didn't realise that you were a vegan and I was classic 98% life. I was literally in between jobs and I had like a half an hour window to throw a, a burger 
into my face and meet Alexa, not realizing that she's like a very passionate vegan. So I sat there and I'm a, I'm really dyspraxic. I'm a really messy eater. So I sat there tired as fuck, shoveling chicken into my face. I then realized the chicken was raw and like spat it out everywhere. And poor old Alexa was sat there going, who the fuck are you? I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just really tired and I'm hungry and this chicken is raw and I'd love to do the podcast, but I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really, I've got a lot going on right now. But thankfully she saw past my yeah. tired carnivorous facade and um you you just finished my... work and then you were going to be a choir leader that's what yeah I well I finished I finished teaching and then I was going to run a fucking choir in Soho and I had half an hour to eat a shitty shitty burger yeah and um but then you know then I remember sitting in a Starbucks by myself writing the lyrics for the first theme song and then I remember saying to Katie do you think you could write a like a little melody to this and she just sat down at the piano and suddenly the whole thing just came out from her fingers I just thought, she was I'm singing along and then at the heart, end up like, like I just like this is this is my whole thing like Alexa is like really good talented. at yeah well I mean Alexa's very good at planning stuff whereas I'm very good at like cracking up gags and pulling shit out my ass when needs be so Alexa was like write a theme tune she gave me a week I did nothing for six days and 23 hours and then I just sat yeah. at the piano and went shit shit better write something <laughs> and that was a, that was the theme tune and we were like okay okay we have something here I mean the theme tune is brilliant yeah, thank you. Yeah. Misha oh, said when uh, we were like, I was like, oh, the ninety-eight percent girls have confirmed. Misha's like, are we getting a theme tune? Are they writing? Oh, us we could do that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I would love. It would be my honour. I mean, I will. I will send it to you, and I will write it like ten minutes before it's due. But I will yeah. do you one. It might be six months from now, but you're getting <laughs> happy Christmas. <laughs> I said, are we on their podcast or are they on ours? And Elaine was like, they're on ours, and I was like, oh. I wanted a uh, theme tune. I will do you oh, one. Really? I'm very happy to. Thank you. I was so thinking much. about it. Yes, I was thinking about it yesterday. Um, how writing poems for me, like at primary school, I was pulled up in front of assemblies for how good my poems were, and I was like, I love that my skills of rhyming are still. We you know, live for writing those lyrics, don't we? And it's like really hard. And then when we get it right, it's like we cure with cancer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So how we've kind of got into a groove now. Of, I'll, I'll, I'll write the um, like the the main bulk of it, and then Katie comes in with like the tweaks and the things to make it fit right. So we've got our groove now, and we call ourselves the podcasting Lennon and McCartney, don't we, Katie? Very similar. Very similar. Uncanny, really. Don't get shot. Um. Is that inappropriate? Oh, fuck yeah. it. Not at all, fuck it. I've cut, I'll, I was going to say I'll cut it. I will, I fuck, cut it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get shot. Bored Lennon. Don't get shot, Alexa. Yeah, Alexa, don't get shot. Why Lennon? Well, isn't that lovely? You're Lennon, though. No, I'm Paul, because Paul is also an animal rights... Um, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> And he's my favourite beetle. John and Lennon John wouldn't be, Paul McCartney wouldn't be eating a, a dodgy chicken burger, would he? No, this no. is true. Did you? This is yeah. true. Michelle? Yeah. I don't want to be Lennon. Google it. Glad you got shot. Edit that out. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they'll come for you. They will come for you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so... Briarchy's um... waiting. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, 
just you two keep going and your bants is like the best <laughs> it's just lead off. Um, no no please carry on you you have to stop us we'll go all night happy days um so what was the feedback like straight away from the podcast um i just remember sending katie screenshots of tweets that we were getting like i i can't believe it i can't believe it and like getting really teary of we were really just... we were really nervous weren't we because the thing is it yeah. is like you know we're, we're all as creatives i i think it's pro- possibly changed now due to all the shit that's going on because no nobody's fucking working at the moment and we've all had to admit that sometimes we don't work as creative but like i think at the time when we released the podcast there was this big um you know, it's like the Emperor's New Clothes, isn't it? It's like we're all being waiters, we're all being baristas, we're all teaching, but no one's talking about it. And you walk into a rehearsal room and it's like, you know, you tell anecdotes about, you know, when I was at the RSC and blah, 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 but you're not like when a child shat on me in stagecoach. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's quite a vulnerable thing to like say, actually, I'm not quite where I thought I'd be or I want to be. And actually, when I thought about what it meant to be an actor and what what being an actor looked like I definitely didn't think about you know my fourth shift of the day in 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 Starbucks you know like so it was quite a vulnerable thing actually this is really hard and actually I am an actor but like I don't work for long periods of time and I really struggle with my mental health sometimes and there's a lot of things that make me feel really out of control so it was like I don't know. I I remember. I don't know whether I've ever told you this, Alex, but I re- remember having a conversation with a friend because I um I used to write a bit for Spotlight and for Honest Actors. That was another brilliant podcast, and and sort of like tried to start the conversation about like the reality of being an actor and being like out of work and stuff. And I remember saying to a friend like, my only concern with starting this podcast is I don't want to be the poster child for like not working. <laughs> and like actually like, and that that is a fear, you know. But like I mean, we I say this a lot on our podcast we have we've never not to our faces anyway I think there was one cunty man on a blog somewhere that said that we were really annoying to be fair we are but apart from oh, no, him, that was that was someone in a Facebook group a private I don't I'll have to find out if you might have to edit this out but someone in a private Facebook group was like someone sent us a screenshot like I know you you will won't take this too seriously but someone um mentioned you in this facebook group that said oh i recommend you listening to this episode it's quite interesting if you get past the host's annoyingness or something and like called us annoying and of course it was a man and we were just like fuck off (laughs) women who are speaking i mean get back in the kitchen what is wrong with you do you know what i mean but like apart from that dickhead apart from him like we we never had like the response Katie, Katie's so Wi-Fi keeps overwhelmingly going positive. Katie, please say oh, that. Shit, really? Please say it again. Your Wi-Fi's going. What? Where do you want me to go from? Where did you lose me? Dickheads, because that was my favorite. Just, just so you say dickheads again, because I love it. Yes. So apart from that dickhead, I mean, they were just a bunch of dickheads. I mean, yeah. Apart from that dickhead, and you know, like we're just women speaking who should be in the kitchen. To be frank, so I mean, he was probably right. But like, apart from that, we've had such an overwhelmingly positive response. And the main thing has just been people being like, thank fuck people are talking about this. Because our main message yeah. is like, I am, at- I assure you, I am absolutely an actor when I am up to my ass in somebody else's kids teaching them baby shark at seven o'clock on a Friday. Because if I wasn't an actor, I wouldn't be doing that. 
that shit. Yeah, you know I was, what I mean? Like, I was part of our job. I was worried that people would like it, but they wouldn't talk openly about liking it because they wouldn't want to post online about how they're part of the 98%. So I was like, people will listen, but they won't really outwardly support us because by outwardly supporting us, you're making it known to the world that you're an out-of-work actor, which we all know. Yes, especially on Twitter, it's always like, we must be um, showcasing ourselves positive all the time. So when the tweets started coming in of, of support and how much people liked it, and now the fact that our Twitter is at um, five and a half thousand followers, like double what we have personally, um, was really, really nice. And I remember it getting to a hundred downloads and screenshotting it and sending it to Katie, like 100 people have listened to our podcast what the fuck and now we're at 100,000 cumulative downloads never ever expected that I mean that's fucking amazing Luke oh sorry no No, I was I was was just gonna say congrats (laughs) thank you um but I was also gonna mention the thing you said about being the poster we're trying to um Lulu can you speak oh. up a wee bit please <clears throat> sorry doll can you hear me now yes um yeah it was just the, the interesting point you said about being the poster child for things that are not talked about in the industry for us we are constantly talking about how we're the poster child poster children for uh challenging things in the industry and the idea of being persistent and nasty we just constantly that must, that must be quite scary for you guys as well do you have, do you ever feel a bit nervous about speaking out or did you at the start constantly i think we still do um we just have this running gag that every time we do a podcast about a particular particular issue that will never work again we're like oh let's talk about this no one's going to employ us after this Mm, um brilliant constantly um so just yeah yeah i to be honest i actually feel that renewed sense of worry being in vancouver because it's not the same as LA, but it's more like LA than it is like London. And I feel like now we've made these steps in London. I could, if I were in London or in in England, I could go into audition rooms and take in everything that I've learned from the podcast um, and everything that our guests say. But here, because it's slightly different, I do worry like what if they Google me, which they do, like these big LA producers Google me. And one of the first things that comes up is this podcast. And I do worry that they might be like oh that's not the kind of vibe that we want from a new you know guest lead on on this show but then at the same time the podcast has opened other doors that I wouldn't have been able like I wouldn't be the actor I am now if I hadn't have done the podcast so it's like two sides of the same coin because you went on like what what's been a real privilege for me being on the podcast with Alexa apart from you know her being a lovely lovely person and now one of my best best friends is like you went on a real journey with it didn't you and you can really hear that from like the first episode Alexa was like I, I talk about this all the time and I hope you don't mind please do tell me to fuck off mate but like she was like you know, like it, it's everything and it's everything and blah, blah, blah. And I really, and I think we're taught to believe that like it has to be everything. And if it's not everything, you're failing or you don't want it enough. And I think what we've learned is as the podcast has gone on, like just because I want a happy life and just because I want other things in my life and I don't want to be fucking miserable all the time and living like, 
you know, and being destitute and like being like, but I want it so much. Like it doesn't mean that like I want it any less. I just also want to be happy. And we've learned that that's okay. And I think you in particular, Alexa, you've been on a big journey with all that, haven't you? Yeah. Like it can still be my everything, but I can find happiness in other things. And that's why I'm here. Like I am happier in my life in Vancouver. And the whole what if of becoming a 2% or whatever it means in whatever life to be successful um which we talk about on the podcast is why isn't successful being happy being in the 98% like that should that's a more attainable goal than being like yeah I'm going to be nominated for a BAFTA in two years yeah. and you and can just still like speaking out you know like yeah. that's success for me like being honest and being a part of the industry and calling out shit like I would say that you guys are massive successes in like you know what what you call out and what you do you know that that's making your mark on the industry that's what we should be doing amazing it's such a toxic narrative though as well like to feed someone the idea that no 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 this and you have to just sacrifice everything else about yourself in order to be successful in bunny rabbit years in this industry well I think yeah I think the industry sort of thrives on that yeah, yeah I think you're totally right Do you know I was having a conversation with a friend um earlier who's got long tail COVID bless her and she's really really fit and healthy but she's she's fucked you know she's she's chronically fatigued and I said to her I feel like we live in a capitalist society that gives us the narrative that like um you you have to keep going and you have to work 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 until you die and if you go into work and you're ill then you're a good person if you if you stay at home and you listen to your body then you're failing and you're letting everyone down and I think it's the same with like you know admitting that you're struggling and admitting that you want to be happy I think we live in a society that is just money 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 and you know fuck everyone else and fuck your body and fuck your happiness just stay in the pit and I think actually it takes real bravery to call that out and listen to your body and and speak your truth and and call out things that are unacceptable you know because our society isn't built for that I don't think Mm. at the end of the day society is all fucking made up anyway yeah yeah mate yeah and it's it's the same with this industry is like the fact that actors like one of the main things we've seen from all of our guests from all corners of the industry is let's say a TV show or a theater piece is happening. It wouldn't happen without the actors, but it also wouldn't happen without all the other people involved. And the fact that we are at the bottom of the pile, just because we're disposable, because we know that there's a hundred other people behind me who will do it. If I don't is dangerous because it leads to exploitation and people not putting themselves first and people doing things that they wouldn't necessarily do because it's like, well, if I don't do it, well, someone else will. So I may as well just... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys get this, but, like, we we get it a lot. I mean, we get emails going, I'm really scared to send you this. I'm really scared to call this out because I'm in the 98% and I'm scared I'll never work again. And I think that is how the fucking patriarchy thrives. It, it thrives on us being disempowered and being small and feeling like if I don't do this job, if I don't, you know, do this thing that I'm not necessarily comfortable with and I will never work again and someone else will do it anyway. Whereas actually Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do, same same as you guys, I think, is like empower people in going, you're not fucking small and you you deserve to have a voice and you deserve to make yourself heard because that's, they want us to think we're small and weak, you know? And actually to compare the acting industry to feminism and the patriarchy like I grew up one of those oh well I just get along with boys better like I was really intimidated by girls because my whole time at school of like 
jealousy and bitchiness and just being called names and, you know, all the horrible things that at the time you think is girls, but really it's the patriarchy that teaches girls to be that way. It's the same with the acting industry as our podcast, I hope, or like the fact that it's grown is showing that like women, if we all band together and see what we can create as a sisterhood, what we can change within the patriarchy, the same with actors. If we just work together on things and not view each other as competition first and foremost, we're all doing the same thing. That doesn't mean that we should constantly be comparing ourselves to other people. And change happens when we all come together. And it's been too long of us. Um, like jealousy is very normal as an actor. And I think there's a lot of negative connotations uh, uh, associated with it, but it is a natural thing um but what the way we're being taught that and the way we need to separate that from how it makes us feel about ourselves is what's key in that we can change things if we all are honest and listen and work together as yeah, a- and we have we have you know like we've we've got some shit done with like with people who are told that you you don't matter and you're not an actor because you're also a teacher and you're also that and actually like we when we yeah we it's solidarity in it it's it's the key to everything really and not not standing for bullshit really is what we're about crowd rallied i'm off to get my pitchfork come on let's go for the balls come on let's do it (laughs) and it's the same tactic though isn't it yeah Yeah. this Mm -hmm. idea of like if you keep actors fearful that's why it's so hard to kind of like to 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 unionize actors in a traditional don't cross the picket line kind of sense because there's always going to be somebody who'll take the job behind you and the people in power yeah. know that and they exploit it day in day out. Yes, and absolutely. That's exactly but none the of the same tactic as the patriarchy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exactly the same. You know, I mean, I grew up in you know not fucking spot the working class Welsh person. You know, I grew up in Margaret Thatcher. You know, in a mining town in the in the late eighties, early nineties, and. You know, they they thrived on on disbanding the unions and on making people feel like you know, like like they were wrong for standing together and on relying on people going in anyway because people needed the money to feed their families. But actually, it's like if none of us, I know it is hard. I know it is so so hard. And like I don't throw any shade. I don't you know don't want to use yeah yeah I will yeah I don't victim blame people who in any way who have um, been involved in these situations because they've said yes to a job. But I do think like it's about empowering people to know that you don't have to and that if none of us do it, things will get better, mm. you know? And that's mm. it. It's absolutely that. It's known, it's known that we support each other. And it's exactly what you're saying, Alexa. It's the divide us, don't they? It's that it's that classic thing. And like that thing that you mentioned about jealousy. Jealousy is a natural thing. But you also said something earlier on about being that better actor. And I was definitely that better actor about, I would like to say, like, or not, like, ages ago. But it's probably taken me, oh, no. probably not that long ago. But let's admit it, we're all bitter as fuck. I see, like, some of my best, best friends get acting jobs on Twitter and I'm like, fuck that bitch. You know, it's natural because it's ingrained in us. And it's, it's important to admit that, you know, we've all grown up in a capitalist patriarchal society. So, of course, of course, we're going to have an inherent, oh, but it's about owning that and not going, oh, I'm always so pleased for my fellow women. No, I'm not. Sometimes I'm absolutely raging, but it's about going, okay, I'm really angry at my best friend for getting that acting job. Where, where is that 
actually coming from and, and, and owning that, you know, as opposed to just denying it. And I was thinking about this yesterday because um, I here last year auditioned for a life-changing role in a new Netflix thing. And I won't name it because we don't do that on our podcast, but like you'll know it. And it not only did I even get an audition for it, but it was one of the best auditions that I've ever done, like with amazing feedback in the room. And yesterday an article popped up on my Twitter of an interview with the actor that got that role. And I was thinking, I'm not going to watch this show. Like I watched the first season and I'm not going to watch the second one. And definitely not now because it's too raw. That doesn't make me bitter because in what other line of work would you be f- like, if you're a lawyer and you're interviewing it for a top position at a firm, are you then going to be able be forced to sit and watch watch that person's LinkedIn or watch them on on all the trials they do and just sit and be forced to watch them live out the life that you would love to do. That wouldn't happen in any other profession. So why should I be made to, you know, oh, oh, it's fine. I'll just watch it. I don't feel ready to watch it. That's all right. And yeah, you've got to like self-protect. Yeah, and this is the difference in that years ago, I would have harnessed that negative energy and put it towards that actor and been like, I deserve it more because of this, because I am this and blah, blah, blah. I don't know this actor like and I'm genuinely happy for her. That doesn't take away the fact that I think and wish it could have been me. But the difference is you can be upset and feel that jealousy without harnessing negative energy. energy towards that person in particular and it's the same thing of people looking at us in the podcast so I'm scared of this so I feel this we're the same as you as anyone else we've just decided to put a microphone down and talk about it so I don't feel like I'm a horrible person but openly saying I'm not going to watch that show that I previously liked because it will not be good for my mental health other people and you've got to establish your own boundaries and it's about admitting that and like I feel like there's a lot of toxic positivity in this industry. Like I said earlier, we're trying to reclaim the hashtag actors life because that is like our big thing. You know, you go on, yeah, Nisha's, Nisha's flipping the bird at me. You're absolutely right. Like, it's like, it's like you go on hashtag actors like and people only fucking use it when they're like, oh God, I just got three scripts through and I've got to learn them hashtag actors like. That's not hashtag actors like. Hashtag no. actors is like, I'm just up in my search release because I didn't get that job and I'm having a breakdown. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the hashtag thing, actors like. Like, people think that we're all shit. Well, I don't know. People may think that we're shitting on actors life and we think it's really corny and cheesy and just whatever. It's not that. It's the irony. But it is in- though. <laughs> yeah, but also fuck actors' life. <laughs> but it's mainly the the irony of that's not actors' life because ninety eight percent of us spend ninety eight percent of our time not doing those things. So the fact that you're only posting an Instagram thing with the hashtag actors life, maybe once a year, if you're lucky, proves that it's not an actor's life because hashtag actors life is actually shoving a sandwich in your face. When I was going from Debden zone six to chalk farm zone two, to teach one stagecoach to the other stagecoach, like that is Mm. actors life. We do it all the time. Don't we? Like when we're on the tube, having an absolute nightmare breakdown, like sweating, fucking buckets, going to play ducks, ducks, with some little cunt and you know sorry it's like hashtag actors life <laughs> gotta do it you've got to do it though because it is uh, i mean 
I mean, most of mine would be me um, buying makeup to make myself feel better. Hashtag act as life, mate. I'm really Hashtag sad today. I'm, I've just spent, I just maxed my credit card in Mac. I feel you, mate. And also, I'm kind of like, great, what did you get? Did you get yourself a Ruby Woo? Because if you didn't. I was literally going to say I got a Ruby Woo because what is life without a Ruby Woo? <laughs> I mean, God, do it. Hashtag, hashtag act as life. But that is it. It's like you've got to find. You know, there's all this stuff right now and it's really beautiful. Everybody means super like fighting against uh, our chancellor and his stupid comments yesterday about, you know, basically go retrain and all of that. Has anyone done the quiz yet? No, I haven't done the quiz. Hey, do you want to know what I got? I got a beauty therapist. That's why I spent all my money in Mac. I'm already training. (laughs) Done. Sorry, carry on, Elaine. But I just, I just wanted to throw that in there. If anyone wants a Brazilian, apparently this is my calling in life now. So, Fab, I'll get, I'll get one when I come down to London next. (laughs) Um, No, just. And now I can't remember what we're talking about because you've said Brazilian and I'm like, mine definitely needs done. What's stupid uh, Richie saying about us retraining? Oh yeah, retraining and everything. And everybody's been super positive and all that. And like saying, you know, we are valuable and we are, um, we are, we are the arts and all of that. But everybody's talking about the fact that they do what they love. Well, actually, most of us don't do what we love on a regular basis. Uh Like, we're, we, we're still doing it no matter when we're not doing it because it's in us and it's what we, and it's who we are but we're not getting to do it every day we don't get to do it for six some of us don't get to do it for six months out of the year some of us don't yeah and it's hard and it's about going this was hard especially with COVID this was hard enough as it was yeah. it's not like you know like me and Alexa were saying like we said this on a podcast you know everybody's suddenly going oh god I really miss working in the theatre I haven't had an audition for six months it's like where were those tweets last year I'm sorry because I really yeah. miss tweeting and working in the theatre I miss working and I really missed auditioning seven years ago yeah. Like, but all of a sudden now it's okay to say it to say it because you know there's a pandemic. We can be like, oh, now it's fine. I'm not working. No, it was hard enough as it is, and now it's even harder. And it's okay to admit that rather than going, oh, I was doing amazingly, and now there's this pandemic that's caused a massive blip in my really amazing career. Like, no, let's be and honest. And like, Elaine, what, what, what you were just saying is like people tweeting this is what I did, like this show that I learned in 24 hours to go on as an understudy, or I can do a triple pirouette while singing Raba. Amazing. Of course, that's amazing, valuable skills that brings in millions of pounds into tourism. But the way I saw it is the main issue is the fact that we are freelancers. So we have to work zero hours contracts, freelancing stuff, self-employed, PAYE. We're gardeners, teachers, fitness instructors, and we're slipping through the cracks because we're not getting support. Like the issue isn't, I'm an amazing, talented actor and I bring in loads of money. So you need to see that I'm valuable. It's no, we are all these other facets of um, industries that you rely on, especially yeah. during the pandemic, and you're still ignoring us. Like, yeah, we're I'm already retrained. Who's going to serve your coffee, mate? Do you know what I mean? If I retrained as a beauty therapist, I'm trained. Yeah. 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 And I'd love to see these MPs turn up at Harrods with absolutely no idea what they're doing for the day and being told you're working for this luxury skincare brand here's all the information this is how much money you have to sell today and these are what this is called this cream does this this cream does that and spend eight hours standing there blagging it 
to people and not even keeping any of the commission that the other people yeah. do. None of those fucking MPs could do shit like that. No, they couldn't. No, because they're stupid, stupid cats. <laughs> they're Tories, so fuck them yeah. all. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it is, it's been, it's a really interesting one because, you know, I did that whole thing the other day. I was like, okay, so how about, you know, you just don't ever watch anything again? Yeah. Like, you know. Don't turn you on your tally. Them? Don't go to Starbucks. Don't have, don't have your kids go to, you know, a, a, an after school club. Don't have your kids go to stay on the a, weekend. Don't have a princess party. For don't have a nanny. Don't go to, to the gym. Don't go to a fucking bar. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Who's serving you drinks, pal? Who's serving yeah. you champagne and your bloody bunga bunga parties? Muggins over here. <laughs> yeah, like because that's what I've done throughout my entire acting career to sustain myself. I've been a bartender and begging for like an hour off to go run to an audition and sweat sweat. You do, it, you do it. The back. amount of times, honestly, I literally live. I'm there now, right, in castings. Well, not right now. Back in the day high-fiving brilliant women out the door as they're coming out checking their phones going i've got four minutes throwing their heels back on and wanging it back to howard's i'm like you are an absolute because we do we're, we're superheroes you know the shit that we juggle and make work and manage like that is don't tell me to fucking adapt like trust me we're all adapting yeah yeah and it's that thing like you know i I've been really lucky I've taught a lot like and I know that like you guys teach as well and like I've been really lucky I actually taught Misha it's hilarious Misha oh my god she's so young what a bitch a little Gen Zer look at her she's look adorable at her beautiful young skin um listen don't be rude to her she's our future she is a she's a baby <laughs> <laughs> What did, what you, did say you say, Misha? What did you say? I said, you're all hags. <laughs> we are. We are. Don't hit 30, mate. Honestly, your family falls out. <laughs> Listen, my pelvic floor is fucked. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Oh, I, no. Honestly, I don't mate, you've got to start squeezing. I'm doing it right now. Literally, every time I'm in the pelvic floor, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let's let's Everybody it. take I'm a breath. Come on. Let's take a break for everyone to do their, their floors. And everyone listening. Everybody do your floor. I can I can do it while we're talking. I'm all right. I'm no one will pick themselves on our watch. I think dead. I just pulled something. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I just had a thought as well, making connections between like what I was saying about being forced to watch an, in another job, that wouldn't be a thing. The same with the jealousy in that if you're single and you've been single for years and one of your best friends um, gets a boyfriend or a partner, um, you are genuinely happy for them, but it makes you go, oh, you know, I am single and I'd really like that and I wish that would happen to me. And that, yeah, when it comes to acting, we're like, I see all these things, celebrate your friend's successes as much as you would celebrate your own. You can do both. Like you can genuinely celebrate it and also recognize that it gives you that pang of sadness. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with like that. Like I, I cancelled a bloody wedding this year. That's another podcast. But like my friends, 
Hindu. I messaged her and I said, I love you so much, but I literally cannot go to a Hindu right now. I cannot look at you. Bless you. You don't want me sitting in your Hindu, like in like a morning veil, like sobbing. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it, it's all right. Yeah, I go, fuck you, bitch. Like, I love you so much, but I need to self-protect. And even if that's turning around and saying to your friend, I love you, but I, I can't sit and watch you do that part. And that is not because I don't support you. It's because I'm having a hard time in my men- with my mental health. And that, that's okay. It's about making all of those negative feelings that we all feel okay. Because this is, you know, it's hard. It's really hard being that it's, stuff. It's what you talked about earlier, isn't it, Alexa? It's that thing of like being open and like talking about the podcast and like being vulnerable and putting it out there and going, oh my God, what if I know I'm getting judged on being the 98%? But it's just that thing of being like, what Katie's just done of being open and vulnerable it's so important and it's one of the things I really um, admire and the fact that you do that you do it in the podcast you know like Katie I know that you kind of have gone and like previous episode and you've said yeah I couldn't come and do a couple of episodes because I was just too fucking sad and I love that and actually I could have lied and gone oh I was really busy and like and again, I could have said to a lot, and what is lovely about my relationship with Alexa, which I think you should all have with your friends, is I know that I can message Alexa and go, mate, I'm really sad. And, and I've needed that this year because I have had a shit time. We all have, but in my personal life, it's been particularly hard. And never once she turned around and gone, we'll just put a face on it and crack on. Like, it's just, cheap. you know, you take it as seriously as my physical health. And that, that means a lot. And it's about checking in with yourself and going what what do I actually need right now and I also think it's really important you know I've had a lot of people you know I've struggled quite a lot with my mental health over the years and particularly in the last 12 months as many of us have and you know I'm banter 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 on the podcast and I am and that is a big part of my me you know and I am this person but a lot of people said god I I could never imagine you being really sad and not getting out of bed and stuff because you're so bubbly and I'm like well obviously I am right now because I'm not going to come on the podcast if I, if I haven't got out of bed for three days but it's about going yeah this is the this is the face that you see and this is the, the voice that you hear but this isn't this isn't all of me this isn't hashtag actors life all the time like some of it is actually really really hard and that's okay that's also why we don't name names of stuff that we and guests have done like when we can because you know when you go into auditions and they go what have you been up to and like we all have the spiel like I can spiel off my CV in a way that makes it seem like I just did all these short films that are actually five years old like we could go about it that way and be like yes we're out of work but we have worked in this 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 and this but if you it's easy to make snap judgments of if you hear the stuff that people have done, you automatically get preconceived ideas. And it's the same with mental health of, oh, well, I wouldn't imagine, like you sound so up and bubbly and positive, but bad mental health isn't 24 seven all the time. And the same with being an actor, you can be doing a good job and then things be terrible. And as long as we judge people or or think that things are a certain way because of what they've done it's it create it's um perpetuates this idea of you are your work which is not the case i mean yeah like you're only valuable when you're working you're only valuable when you're happy like no like you're valuable all the time when you're sad when you're unemployed you're, you're enough you know it is slightly different when a lead west end person is complaining that they only get one day off a week that's a bit like 
shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they can go. They, they can get in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a pet peeve when people say, oh my God, you're busy. You're doing so well. I saw on your Instagram you were doing that. And I'm like, I always put stuff on my Instagram, but I'm actually really depressed. Hmm. And it's like, yeah. And social media is a fucker for that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like just because I'm putting stuff on my Instagram that's like, oh, we've put out another podcast or here's this daft thing I was doing this day. I'm sharing something like that's not real life. And it is. Mm-hmm. And you have to I feel like I feel like I'm trying more to put reality days in where I'm like, this is my reality. Yeah, today. Like, I'm feeling shit today. That's really brave. But also I find that when you do that, so I did that a couple, a uh, few weeks ago and I was just crying all day and I posted a thing about in how I was homesick and then I get all these messages of love and support, which is lovely, but I don't need that. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm genuinely just trying to show that all the amazing p- photos I post of all the amazing outdoor stuff I'm doing in Vancouver is great, but it's not seven. And then because we're human and we love the people that we love and support, we want to make them feel good. But then it's like, oh, but I don't want to look like I'm looking for attention. I'm genuinely just trying to show that this is the real side of it. Yeah. And if I want help, I'll ask for help, you know, but it's also sometimes just about being honest. And it's like, why does, why do people only comment and go, oh my God, are you okay? Like when I'm posting, you know, I'm sad today. That feels, when did it become like a really radical act to admit that you're sad? Mm. You know what I mean? Shakespeare did it all the time. Melancholy. It's a whole flipping genre. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he was a he was a white cis man, so it's yeah, different. So it's fine for him. He's allowed feelings, but if you do it, you're probably on your period yeah. at a time well, when yeah. women weren't even allowed on the stage. Yeah, no, we weren't. Oh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you guys call yourselves actor or actress? Because I did a thread oh, on my yeah. Twitter recently about how about I think it it I say actor because. Like, why should we differentiate just because women came in later? Like, we do the same thing. What do you think? I think my go-to is actor. I do, like, I do see actress sometimes, but I think if somebody was to say, what are you, Elaine? I would say I'm an actor. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I always say actor, and then when people challenge it, because I love it when they do. And <laughs> You mean actress? They're like, they're like, oh, you're not an actress. I'm like, no, I'm an actor. Is it a fireman ace? Yeah, exactly. Doctress. A doctress. Doctress, yes. yeah. Oh, no actor. Lou? What about you, Louise? I go back and forward, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, That's my really instinct is to go with actor when people ask me what I do, particularly when that question comes up, I say, I'm an actor. But sometimes yeah, I'll have a little knee jerk re- reclamation moment where I'm like, I'm an actress and that's fine and it should yeah, be. Yeah, and I do think that's a there is that there is mileage in Denise Goff is, speaks really strongly about um reclaiming actress and saying like, no, this is like, you know, it's only feels like shit because you've been made to feel like it's like shit. And actually being a, a female actor is its own specific thing. So it deserves a name. But to be honest with you, I don't really mind what people call me. I generally go with actor and also I think like in terms of gender and, and um mm. you know for people who are non-binary or um you know non-gender exactly. performing I think it's probably a lot easier for everybody to say actor. But mm-hmm. um 
I think that like, I don't mind what people call me, what pisses me off, as you said, Misha. If I say I'm an actor, if I say I'm a fucking horse, mate, you have to say, cool, because I know myself and I know my job, thank you, Mr. Yeah. Man at the bar with a gin. And you know what's the annoying thing as well is I'll always refer to myself as an actor, but sometimes I, if I'm telling a story, like when I was just saying about the other actor, I, I consciously had to say the other actor that got the role I auditioned for because I feel like I need to say actress because if I say actor in everyone's minds because of the patriarchy people picture a man so if I say oh yeah I went out for dinner with another actor and we were talking about blah 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 blah, I feel like people will think I'm talking about a man so -hmm. then I feel like I have to say actress to make it clear that because that seems better than saying female actor then again the standard is actor for man and then I have to specify female so it is difficult. It is difficult, but yeah, and like I said, you know, like being inclusive. I guess like that's a fucking, you know, if you're if you don't fit into one of those two genders, that's a fucking nightmare. So really, yeah. I guess it's you know the the kind of thing to do for everybody is to go go for actor. But I don't know. It's it's mm. a yeah, it's a funny old. It is a funny it? one. And actually, the more yeah. I think about it, I think as the older I've got, I've become an actor. But I would have always said actress when I was younger. And I think mm. because for me. I grew up with um on a Saturday afternoon watching the matinee with my granny, like uh, the black and white movies on um BBC two. And to me, an actress is actually a really strong female. Like yeah, so when yeah. I think about actress, I don't ever think about anything weak. It's never a weakness. I think about fucking um Catherine Hepburn, Jane Russell, like you know, all of these super Joan Crawford, no matter what you think about her, but you know, these super strong females that were portrayed. So I think for me, actress was always like that's a really fucking strong wow, like that's amazing. Yeah, I guess there's just like a point about like, you know, like I guess there's like a male fantasy of the of the actress, you know what I mean? And I'm on the casting couch in my knickers and like, but actually fuck that shit. You know, like if I want to call myself an actress, that doesn't that that still doesn't mean that I'm any more likely to sleep with you, Nigel. Yeah. But actually I think your point though, Katie, is absolutely right. I think like the way we are and um as a society and certainly the way we want to move forward to be as inclusive as possible actors should just be what we're all calling ourselves yeah like, you're right we yeah are actually, we are acting so we are yeah. exactly so that's yeah it. and and then people are like yeah but you know for casting calls it's easy to say actor actress but it's like okay but what if you're looking for a black actor or you're looking for um an adolescent actor there aren't other words for that like we can put male or female non-binary trans in front of the word actor there doesn't need to be a differentiation for every single facet yeah yeah I think that's exactly it for me because like whenever I have that little knee jerk around actress it sits in the same place that Elaine just described this like because my associations with it are the same and there was like that just kind of like pissed offness with it but actually I think that's exactly it the role the job title is actor so Mm -hmm. when we gender it it becomes problematic so absolutely it's like mm. why it's, it shouldn't be this thing where in order to make it clearer it needs to be actor and actress yeah. it's like no just and the fact that they actor, more about what you need. <laughs> the fact that women can choose whether they call themselves an actor or an actress but a man would never choose to call themselves an actress again it's like well why am I the other like on this quiz thing it says actor it doesn't say you should be an actor or actress it says actor so that's what I am I don't want to be the other have you done the quiz? Yeah, I did, bit. Mm-hmm. 
No. But then I, I saw the quiz. She's in I saw Canada. She doesn't need the Tories. I saw the post, uh, someone post saying, oh, I got actor. And then in the job description, it said 45 to 47 hours a week as an actor. I was like, um, who have they been speaking to? <laughs> Listen to our podcast, talk up, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us are lucky. I think most of us are lucky if we get seven hours a month. Like that's yeah. like yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Fucking hell, forty-seven hours a it's week. Spectacular, isn't hell, it? Just, Honestly, and it's like, doesn't it piss you off? So I'm, I'm not going to go on a fucking political rant, but it's like, no, please do. The You're time back. and the money. Okay, just, just permit me two seconds. I've had a few, few glasses of prosecco. A few glasses of prosecco. And my friend had a baby. Yay, her! So we went to celebrate. Um, she pushed a human out of her vagina because women are amazing. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So basically, it's like the time and the energy and the money that you put into doing this quiz of bullshit like I just said my mate got football referee she has never kicked a football in her life in what world did you think like it's like the time and the money and the energy that you spent doing this can you just pay the people yeah. that have fallen through the cracks in the, the self-employment exactly. grant please why are you wasting my time there are a million people dead in this country what you, honestly like I don't need, I don't need, I don't need I, this isn't Ms. Magazine. I'm not doing like which member of Boyzone is Low going job. to be your boyfriend. Like this is a global pandemic. Can you please help me, Rishi? You stupid, stupid man. Anyway. That would be more, more interesting to me. Thank you. Which Boyzone yeah. boy? 100%. I, I used to think Stephen, but he, he broke my heart when he came out. So I've just had to settle for Ronan now, you know. Yeah. He, Stephen did also die, but I was, I was, I was, <laughs> You know, I was broken There's also the that. fact that he's dead. But... <laughs> There's also the fact he's dead. I do feel There's like we have more of a... Stephen. I feel like I have more of a chance of getting with a boy's own member than working 47 hours. Getting with a dead gay member of boy's own. How are we here? <laughs> Which I have that more be... of fucking the corpse of Stephen Gately than working for 47 hours <laughs> okay okay so I was about to say would that be too inappropriate as a badge but then Katie just upped the ante and I'm like that has okay, to be a get badge. it on a t-shirt get get on, a t-shirt. on a jumper got more chance of fucking the corpse of Stephen Gately than I have of working 47 <laughs> <hours>. <laughs> that is my life in theatre by Katie Allen oh, that's Blended. my old biography <laughs> Oh my god! I kind of like I don't know where to go, but I, I, like also I'm like, yeah. Deep also, just keep going. May your recipes. You were a lovely boy, yeah. and we missed no. you. R.I.P. In no way do I want to. You know, we've got to laugh, haven't we? At 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 sad situations, but also but very very sad. R.I.P. <laughs> you don't I want to sad. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just had that say, of all the things I did not expect to be defending myself against on this podcast, that was definitely not one of them. There's going to be wanted posters around all the local morgues. Watch out for this woman. Don't let her <laughs> near her from like five years ago. You're all right because you've got red hair now. So be yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Watch it. out. Watch out. <laughs> oh my God. So okay, we've, now we officially put, we've now officially put the nasty into persistent and nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is another the question that we've um, been um, 
that's been flagged as an interesting question for us to ask. And that's, have you got a woman who really inspires you? Is there a woman that is of particular inspirational status to you? And if so, who the hell is she? I mean, my, my first thought was my grandma, guys. She's the dream, Joy. So can I just do a little short shout out for my grandma, yes. right? Her name's Joy. She's 83. She's an absolute legend. Now, Joy, you know, she, you know, we think that we have it hard now as women, and we do, and I'm not, I'm not minimizing, you know, the work that we still have to do. But Joy grew up as a working class woman. You know, she was born, she was born in the Second World War. She was not, she was a brilliant artist. There was no way she was ever, ever going to be able to go to art school. She had to get married and be a nurse and have babies. Not that that's a bad choice, but that's what she was told she had to do because of the fucking patriarchy and how dare you be a creative woman with gold but what joy has done which i think is the ultimate gift is she's made me believe that i can be anything that i want to be and like she had to sacrifice but you know and i don't come from a family with a lot of money but i come from a family where the women have absolutely empowered each other and believed in each other and because of her and because of her acknowledging the bullshit that she had to put up with i haven't had to put up with it and i felt empowered to like to live my life and you know who the fuck you know I'm I'm Katie Allen Clark from Bridgend you know what I mean like and I'm I'm on podcasts and saying shit and I'm doing shit and that is that is because of that is because of her she is my ultimate feminist queen icon yes joy live, oh, grandma so... joy um don't feel bad Katie because I know what you're gonna say but my first instinct instinct was to say Katie Allen Salts oh <laughs> See, I knew she react like that just because she goes through so much and she's still finding all these new talents that she has and she's following it and she works very hard, too hard that it annoys me sometimes. You need to look out for yourself. Um, so Katie, in terms of that, in terms of day-to-day actor's life, um, also inspired by what you just said, Katie, about your nan, my mum, the older I get, the more I appreciate my mum, who at age 19 married my dad, moved across the world to England from Canada, self-taught herself the rest of her psychology degree and stayed away from her family, gave up her work to raise her children. So I was able, my sister and I were able to come home every day to my mom at home. And the older I get, and now that I've moved across the world, the more I see how much um, she sacrificed. And this is kind of a segue, but talking, you know, this is a feminist podcast. When I got married, I didn't change my name to my husband's name, um, but I didn't keep my name either. We both double barreled our name because I was like, there's no way in equality unless we both do the same thing. And I remember talking to my mom and she recently said, I looking back, I wish not wish because, you know, it's not, no offense to my dad, but she was like, I'm not a bull, which was my, um, my dad's name. It, her maiden name is Morden, hence my stage name. Um, and she, but again, the, as you were saying, Katie, the change in the times back then it was like, well, you take your husband's name and I'm really proud now to not only have persuaded, convinced my husband who is a feminist, but it, you know, it took a lot of conversations to, for him to change his name, something men never even entertain the idea of doing. Um, and also to be able to continue my mum's side of the family with Morden as my stage surname. Um, and 
also I love Sarah Paulson. I think she's a brilliant actor. Actor, um, and I was. She is, and she's also ultimate relationship yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah. So I just like famous oh, people. Um, I've I've never had a thing of oh they're my idol, they're my biggest inspiration. I'm more get it from people around me, my friends, my other best friend Crystal. She's an actor turned filmmaker. She also has been through so much in her life, and just seeing the women around me fight the patriarchy every day in one way or another, and just existing yep. in the way that they want to is inspiration in itself. Fucking is every female actor ever, ever, ever is yeah. my inspiration and also my nan. And, and 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 oh yeah there was this girl once called alexa <laughs> like she was sort of yeah 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 yes of course it goes about <laughs> saying shut up <laughs> i love it yeah no but really and you do and what i love what i love about you alexa which i think is a rare and beautiful thing is that you you i know that you sometimes struggle but something that really struck me about you that i think is amazing is that you do fucking believe in you, you might not you might it might get shrouded sometimes but I do believe that you have an intrinsic belief that you are good and that you have worth and that you have talent and that you deserve to be heard and I find that really inspirational and you are unapologetic about that and I think women should be I think that we're brought up thinking you know oh be be humble you know like oh I'm good but I'm not that good and I do it naturally and what really inspires me about Alexa is you go do you know what I am fucking good and I do deserve to be there and I do deserve to be heard and I think all women should have that and I understand why women don't and also we you know we are privileged white you know women and all the rest of it and I understand a lot why why some women feel like they have to be humble but you you have a real intrinsic belief that I think is a really well that's thank thing yeah thank, that's thanks to my dad who is my biggest inspiration but not a woman obviously and he's on the podcast we have another episode coming up with him and yeah just like the industry does enough to make you not believe in yourself that if you don't believe in yourself yourself you, there's nowhere left for you like you have to hold on to that yourself. I mean it all comes down to RuPaul doesn't it every single episode we do it's yeah. always back to RuPaul if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love someone yeah and how That's if you don't believe in yourself how can you expect anyone else to believe in you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and if you don't check that shit go therapy get some meds love yourself yeah yeah all of the above and masturbate because I haven't mentioned it for two pe- I was episodes so Guys, can I say I gave it a shout out on the podcast. Has anybody got a womanizer yet? No. Dear God, invest. I mean, really, if you do nothing else, it could, I, I, I got you got one, didn't you, Alexa? On my recommendation. Well, no, but there are cheap. There are cheaper versions. So there's the womanizer, but then there are like knockoff from uh, that that do the same job. I mean, basically, it just sucks your clit. Oh, that's and, like the Lilo thing. I've got that. No, it just sucks your clit. It's amazing. Who needs a boyfriend? It just, I just, and the thing is, what's brilliant about it is after I come, which is very quickly because it just sucks my clit and it knows where it is, gentlemen. Also, I just turn it off and put it under my bed and I go the fuck to sleep. It's amazing. So with with feminism and good mental health and a womanizer and a good wax, there's nothing. There's nothing. Fuck, I hope it was do. a woman that invented that and not a man. Mm-hmm. No, it must be. It must be because a man, do you know what a man would do? I used to work in Anne Summers. It used to do my head in. Like, look at a rampant rabbit, right? 99 times out of 100, women would come in and they'd be like, I don't want the shaft. I want the ears. Nobody cares about, I don't want a 10-inch piece of plastic that's just going to give me cystitis i just want something to suck my clip for five minutes please please be a god 
And on that note, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The woman that invented the womanizer is everyone's biggest inspiration. She is my feminist icon. Look, if she's listening, you've had a shit year like me. It you was the one that invented the vibrator, was it not? There's it, a whole we don't... about it with Maggie Gillan. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I love, God. you know, I, this is one of my favourite feminist facts. Do you know um, that um, in Victorian days, they used to treat women for inverted commas hysteria by sitting yes, them on the Yes, have you seen the movie the on it with Sheridan Smith? No. There's a whole, Misha has information. I'm sorry. Yeah, Misha. It's a man. It's a man. The womanizer was invented by Michael Lenke in 2013. You've ruined it. <sighs> Fuck you, Michael. Oh God, that's 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 giving me. Fuck you, but also thank you. <laughs> also thanks. The one man who knows what to do with a clitoris. Well no, I then. bet I bet a woman would have invented it if this was a matriarchy and she had the doors open to her exactly. to be able ah. to move her idea forward. <laughs> do you want to hear the story of the womanizer? Yes. Absolutely. We know it was on. The womanizer was invented in the small town of Metten in Lower Bavaria. The inventor, Michael Lenke, and his wife, yes, of course, heard about many women globally having problems with experiencing an organ or organism was what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Experiencing an orgasm. From that moment, they were determined to change this. Michael observed that the market for sex toys hadn't had any revolutions in quite a while the idea a woman focused toy the idea of a woman i'm an actor i'm really good at reading <laughs> she says as she stumbles over the words <laughs> come on mate i'm in i'm in hire me for voice over work go 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 so the idea of a woman focused toy was born at the womanizer with its patented pleasure air technology the pleasure air technology makes it possible to stimulate the clitoris without any direct contact. This way, you can avoid overstimulation or an effect of habituation. Oh, we know it was the wife. Is she even named? I love it. I love the fact that, like, Michael observed that women yeah. weren't <laughs> having orgasms. Oh, did you? Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for that clever observation. Round out a biscuit. I mean, really, I want to go, Michael, were you observing? Was your lovely wife not? His wife sat him down and went, I haven't come for 20 years. I've been facing the whole time. We need to sort this out, pal. What I need you to do is Blow on my clip. Blow on my clip. Just sat my clip for three minutes. (laughs) Michael is the only man to... He's the only man to have made an empire off of not making his wife orgasm. Well done, Michael. I feel like Michael is getting a bad rap here, but I, I also think it's true, so fuck him. No. <laughs> um, ladies, before we finish, people, women, amazing humans, um, we like to ask uh, our guests what persistent and nasty means to them. So quick background, we called ourselves persistent and nasty after the Elizabeth Warren quote, nevertheless she persisted, and... Um, then to reclaim the word nasty after Trump used it against mm-hmm. Hillary in 2016 and he continues to use it. And we really uh, were big fans of reclaiming words like mm-hmm. witch and coven and bitch and bossy and money and all of that. Fucking reclaim That's them, right. bring them back. So what does persistent and nasty mean to the 90%? 
Which one do you want to do, Alex? Do you want to do persistence or nasty? You can do both. Okay, cool. Cool. We'll both. Well, do both I'll start then. with nasty. With it does immediately make me think of the whole Trump Hillary thing, and that ultimately, like as it, my mum reminds me that as a teenager, I was like, oh, I'm, I'll never be a feminist. You know, one of them because we're brainwashed by the patriarchy, and that if someone calls you nasty or equivalent because you're being outspoken or just speaking as a woman um take it as a compliment because you're you have all of womankind behind you and it takes a lot of guts to speak about things you know particularly feminism when words are so easily skewed against the woman speaking but i'm proud of the how far i've come in terms of being a feminist and um i'm happy to be a nasty yeah and for me it it feels like nasty is just a woman who's not going to do what she's told because we're told it all the time aren't we you know in school don't be nasty to your friends you know what I mean stop showing off and like if you're being nasty you're 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 calling shit out do you know what I mean I feel like I'm nasty like stupid things like I feel like I'm nasty when I enjoy sex when I don't fake an orgasm feel like I'm nasty when I don't you know shave it means my that the men are threatened and men are only threatened yeah. by powerful women so if they feel threatened by you then you're powerful that's why witches were burned because they felt threatened bitch. yeah yeah exactly. and, and persistent is just like I mean just fucking hanging in there and not this not letting the patriarchy stop you from talking if you get told no if you get told shut up the first time keep on talking and realize that like it's not it's not you that's the problem and don't let them think that they're right and you're wrong you know even if they're saying that keep on talking until somebody says yes you are right and I hear you because we are out there so it's not you know the amount of directors that I've been told to shut up in a rehearsal room before now by a director who's now I won't name his name but has now been shamed for doing you know abusing women and and you know what actually the first thing I thought when that happened was I shouldn't have fucking shut up not that I shame myself but I keep on talking don't let you know if somebody takes you for an idiot and tells you to shut up that is their fucking problem persist persist and keep on talking Mm. because there are people out there that that want to hear you and keep on living as well like I've found since being married um I mean marriage to me weddings to me are just a kind of a celebration of your love to as a feminist it like we had a very feminist wedding it wasn't you know about what it used to be but I found like since so I'm 30 next year I now live across the world I'm doing all of this stuff I'm following my heart I'm not doing it for anyone but me and I think of the women before us who aged 20 were having their first kid married at home they never got to pursue their dreams and their hobbies and their skills but she's persisting and she's she's persisting through me because she's a fucking legend yes and they like and now I feel like how sad that is that there are just lost generations of women that never really lived their own life. They were having children and then they were a mom. Like they basically went from a kid to being a mom of their own kid. And um, like, if you're going towards your goals and you keep facing knockbacks, 
be persistent in in what you want and do it for you. And now I don't mean don't give up acting because it's what you always wanted to do. Because as we've said on the podcast, if it serves you to move on and do something else, you can find happiness somewhere else. You're not giving up. There's no shame in that. But if you want to have a baby, like we're not shaming women for motherhood. Motherhood's fucking amazing. But like live your own life. It's a woman at the marathon. Yeah. And and it's doing it. That's the image, isn't it? Keep running. Doing it for you. Don't do it for other people or because of what society makes you feel do things because you want to do them because you are your own person with your own life that doesn't need to answer to anyone but yourself I fucking love you too we love you it's so good for us to be able to talk about this shit honestly like that, mm. thank you yeah, so because much we're, we're, we're both, so Katie and I actually bonded because we discovered in this commercial casting that we were in um, Wolf Whistled I don't know if you're in the, the Facebook group of face uh, for, for feminists, which is no longer active, but we bonded over feminism. So there is a feminism air in our podcast because that's who we are, but we never, we don't specifically talk about it because it's not too much on brand apart from when we did the episode on being a woman and things like don't that. Don't shy away so from been, it, but like we don't, no. you know, when it comes up, when it comes up, cause it can't not, but like it's, but we're it's not. been great to talk specific, you know, with things yeah. geared towards that. So this was really great. Thank you. Thank you. So we think what you're doing is amazing. And we, we bloody, we, we, we think you're just the most amazing women and thank you for all that you're doing and, and all that you're calling out. And, and yeah. Yeah. Well, we think the same about you. We were so delighted to have you. Oh. We were so excited about it. We'd love to have you back. I feel like we only just scratched the surface. Oh, we'd love to come back anytime. We've got a lot of, you know, if we're not too annoying, you know. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got Scottish accents. We're greeting, according to uh, lots yeah. of English press, so it's fine. Yeah, we're That's greeting right. and unemployable, Alexis. so, you know. Yes, mate, brilliant. And Alexa's the only person that people can understand because she's talking English, apart from that. <laughs> I think I'm Irish here. Oh, where in Ireland are you from? <laughs> Never been. Never been, mate. But thanks. <laughs> well, thank you for Morgan. coming on and, uh, and gussying up our podcast with your podcast. Oh, thanks, Morton. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Misha, it's over to you. Let's see if we can make it. Let's do it. Thank you, gorgeous listeners, for listening to this podcast today. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Lexa, for joining us. And until next time. Stay nasty. Stay nasty. I love it. Yeah.